where survival is everything. Two sides prepare for battle. Nolan Booth. The second most wanted art thief in the world. Special Agent John Hartley. FBI. Hi, guys. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. WWE Survivor Series and the new Netflix movie Red Notice have like a lot, and I mean a lot, in common. It's all huge and it's all fantastic, and I can't contractually voice a trailer without a movie in it. So, let's make this epic. The Battleground, New York City, the event Survivor Series. You know the feeling of power. Tonight is the one night where Raw and SmackDown collide. And the unpredictable is always expected. The time is now. This world is ours. A big fight no feel. With a knife or a gun. Like an outlaw. Rather live my life on the run. Like we always say in show opens like these. This is my legacy. At moments like this, there's no glory without risk. No triumph without opportunity. No survival without alliance. I want you to help me catch the most wanted art thief in the world, the bishop. She set me up. Frame me. If we catch her together, I can clear my name, and I'll help you become the number one thief in the world again. Team, team, team. It feels weird in my mouth. Ah, come on. I'll say it. Teamwork. Monday Night Raw! This is SmackDown! This movie and this night are nothing without it. Trusting a thief can be dangerous. Ah! Are you kidding me? What? This is hard! It doesn't get bigger than this. Uh, Tower, this is Trailer Boys. Permission to land the big finish. Over. Red against blue. Traditional five-on-five five Survivor Series match. Champion against champion. I'm the tribal chief, the head of the team. You can't survive! I will survive! The best versus the best. To really see who the best woman is, there's gonna be a war. Bow down to the real champion! It's all here, in one place. Who will survive here? Who will own the night? No bets are off! It is electric! See? Easy peasy. Red Notice and Survivor Series collide. And tonight, anything can happen. Are you not? Entertain. See, I told you it'd be epic. You're listening to another episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast with your host, the Main Event Player, the Super C himself, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth, and we begin the show right now.
Talk Podcast coming to you right here. I am the main event himself, Furman Taurus, coming back at you. The God of my gods, the King of my kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Well, Survivor Series is officially over, and it is done, and... Let me remind everybody that it is the last pay-per-view of 2021, but at least for WWE. What about NXT? NXT's got a pay-per-view coming up around December 5th entitled War Games. And it is not it is not it's not called, believe it or not, it's not actually called NXT Takeover War Games. It's actually called NXT War Games, which we will get into in just a moment. We're gonna get into the results. Of all of the matches that took place at Survivor Series, um, I'll be honest, guys, it was a very good event. It wasn't exactly what I pictured, what I envisioned, but um, it was uh, it was a lot better than what I expected and stuff. And also, <clears throat> and also, uh, I must make the apologies immediately right here because we're not only going to give you the results of Survivor Series, we're also going to give you the results of Turning Point which actually took place on Saturday in the main event, you know, must apologize because Turning Point did take place on Saturday on the weekend of the boxing and also on the weekend of Emo Night, which also took place over at Rich's Billiards. You know, that's a lot to take in and everything else like that. So just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention and stuff. So, oh, and plus, uh, there's a good chance I may be able to talk a little bit about the mysterious golden egg that took place not just on Survivor Series but what took place on Raw as well (laughs) oh yeah and plus uh, also somebody attacked Seth Rollins which we will also talk about on this episode right here as well okay now before we get into any of the stuff here uh, obviously there's a lot we're going to be talking about and stuff let me get into the results of Turning Point because it did take place last night. We did not have an opportunity to check it out, but there were some surprise appearances from what I understand. Uh, I heard that uh, former NXT North American champion Bronson Reed, who is also known as Jonah, appeared over at the Turning Point pay-per-view from this past Saturday. Um, that was a big surprise to I me, mean, considering that uh, he's been making some shocking waves, as a matter of fact. Um, he's also appeared, he, he appeared over at the Battle in the Valley, as a matter of fact. Uh, Battle in the Valley from New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, went over, and he actually, he attacked. Uh, as a matter of fact, he did attack. He had a face-to-face encounter with the Impact Wrestling World Champion Moose, and then he attacked, I believe it was Juice Robinson, and then attacked David Finley. Uh, on on that same event, and he appeared over at uh, the Turning Point pay per view. So, before we get into um, before we get into any of the stuff that we just talked about right here, allow me to go ahead and um, talk about some of the matches that took place here. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, speaking of Finn Juice, uh, there were about ten matches that took place over eleven matches. I'm sorry. At the at the uh, Turning Point pay per view from this past Saturday. So, um, Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson, who I just talked about, were in a tag match, and they defeated the team, the team of uh, Rajan, Ranjan Singh. Really? Ranjan Singh? Why, why does that sound familiar? Rajan, Rajan Singh. I think, if memory serves me correctly, I think he's, he's one of the members of... Um, one of the Singh brothers, right? That was released from the WWE. 
Well, anyways, he teamed up with um, with Rohit, right? That's who it is, Ragu, Ragu, as I call him, Ragu. Uh, defeated. Um, let's see, Finjuice defeated the team of Ragu and Racing. <laughs> That's the first tag match that took place. A singles match for the Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship, one of the most prestigious championships in the history of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, right. Okay. Jordan Grace um, defeated Chelsea Green via pinfall. A singles match between two great competitors. Chris Sabin defeated Ace Austin. Another matchup right there. Uh, let's see. A tag match featuring Violence by Design, Eric Young, uh, and Joey Doring. Uh, Joey Doring with the Deaner. Defeated the team of Heath and Rhino via pinfall. Singles match. Rich Swan defeated v, uh, Violence uh, VSK. I think that's who it is. That's who it is. Rich Swan defeated VSK with with Zicky Zicky Dice. Don't know who he is. Do not care. Uh, another matchup right here. Will uh, W Morrissey defeated Matt Cordona via pinfall. Uh, let's see the inspiration. The artist formerly known as the Iconics, Cass, uh, Casey Lee and Jessica McKay, defeated Decay. I'm sorry, Decay, uh, for the, it's, uh, what is it, for the tag team, for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship, a three-way match for the X Division Championship, Trey Miguel defeated, uh, defeated Laredo Kid and Steve, um, Maslin, or whatever the fuck he is. Let's see, um, Mickey James defeated Mercedes Martinez, who was also a former WWE superstar, former NXT superstar that was released for the Knockouts Championship. She retained her championship. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows defeated the Bullet Clubs, Chris Bay and who, and I must apologize, Haiku Leo, I think that's his name. Retaining the Impact Wrestling World Tag, World Tag Team Championship. And then, of course, Moose defeated Eddie Edwards in a full Metal Mayhem match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. That all took place over on Impact Wrestling. You know the story there. That's all how it went down and stuff. Okay, oh, we've held on to this as long as we could, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way, guys. Survivor Series. Okay, so, you know what, I I think we can, you know what, I think we'll hold on to this just a little while longer. I'll give you the results in a moment, because quite frankly, I, 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 wa I want to try and keep the audience awake, sort of. <laughs> I want to try and keep the audience awake as much as we can. Before we talk about Survivor Series and before we talk about some of the things that have been happening, uh, let's go ahead and focus on one year ago. As a matter of fact, today's the day, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, today was the day when uh, what took place? Uh, it was one year ago. Today is the 20... Today's the 23rd? 
right? Yeah, today's the 23rd. It was almost um, one year ago, the last Survivor Series that happened. We know that the last Survivor Series was the 30th anniversary, the year of The Undertaker, of 30 years of the dead man. And uh, we all know that The Undertaker is never coming back. And, and that's fine with me. I mean, you know, the thing, the thing that people need to understand... All, all rumors, all the speculations that people have been saying that The Undertaker is going to reappear. It's going to happen. He's going to come back in the ring for one more match. Nah, come on. He's not coming back. If he comes back, you know, if he makes a cameo appearance, that works out perfectly. Hell, he made an appearance over at uh, the Dallas Cowboy game about a couple of weeks ago. As a matter of fact, I believe it was against the Denver Broncos, which the... And I'll say this because I can. The Denver Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, fuck the Broncos. And uh, <laughs> But they did lose the following game after that. Yes, they did. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, we won. Yes, the next game. And speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be competing against the LA Raiders uh, I believe this coming Thursday on Thanksgiving. So, be prepared for that and everything else like that. Um, before... Before we get into Survivor Series, before we roll out what what we're about to talk about, let's look at one year ago. This little inspiring tribute, you know, just to get everyone fired up and everything else like that. The Undertaker, 30 years ago yesterday, well actually 31 years, you know, 31 years to be exact. The Undertaker, who first appeared in WWE in Survivor Series of 1990. He was the mystery man for the Million Dollar Team. And the Million Dollar Team consists of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, along with, uh, let's see, Rhythm and Blues. And originally, originally The Undertaker, the, the person that pretty much would have taken the place of The Undertaker, was Bad News Brown. He was supposed to have taken that place. Now, on the other side, you had... The Dream Team, which consists of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Koki, Coco Beware, Koki Beware, I don't know why I said that, Coco Beware, and the Hart Foundation of the Hitman Bret Hart and Jimmy Anvil Nyher, who at that time were the WWE Tag Team Champions. The big mystery that everyone's been wanting to know is, who was going to be behind the egg? Yes, we all wanted to know who was going to be behind the egg, and... No one had any idea. Well, we know what came out of the egg, and it was a stinking a turkey. Came out, a turkey came out of an egg. A, a turkey by the name of the Gobbledygooker, which we don't want to get into detail about that. But anyways, here's a special tribute to The Undertaker from one year ago. Uh, this tribute is done not just by the WWE, but also done by Metallica. So if you guys like to hear the song... Return to Ashes or Ash Ash from Above or whatever that song's called. Here's a chance to listen to it right here. All about The Undertaker. 30 years in the making, if you will. Here's a special look. Uh, WWE pays tribute to The Undertaker with Final Farewell. From Death Valley, I give you The Undertaker.
everything, there were constants here, and he was a constant. His legacy is that there'll never be another. He was able to take that character and morphed it in order to keep this dead man alive. The longevity and to get such reaction, it was just magic. We're lucky to be able to have, have seen him perform. The bar for respect for WWE is The Undertaker. Our lasting impression of The Undertaker is our never-ending, ass-kicking, undead phenomenon. He's the epitome of Superman in this business. To ride the edge of a lightning bolt for 30 years, he's had hands down one of the absolute best careers in the history of the business. coolest tributes ever uh, in a long time you know that was uh, that was a year ago uh, Undertaker of course um, took his final bow and everything um, it was uh, it, you know it was sad that it had to end the way it ended but you know 30 years of the Undertaker I mean what can you do you know you, there's I, I've said this before, and if you had an opportunity, um, you can go back to about a year ago, or, or go back, as a matter of fact, because I did a 12-part episode called Thank You, Taker, right? And uh, each and every one of those episodes had consist of the beginning of the career of The Undertaker, and not just The Undertaker from the WWE. I, I basically, you know, talked a little bit about, you know, some of, uh, you know, when he was Mean Mark Callis a long time ago. Back when, uh, before he was The Undertaker, he was Mean Mark Callis. He was, an, he was, um, he was a part of uh, WCW a long time ago. That's when I first heard about him. Uh, there were other things about The Undertaker that I, that, you know, were mentioned a couple of things, including he was a masked wrestler. He had wrestled for USWA. I think he wrestled for world class a little bit and everything. And then after that, of course, we know where The Undertaker went after that. You know, he had an amazing career. And uh, he's still thought about to this day. And no doubt, no doubt the most appropriate thing that will possibly happen. And no doubt this will probably take place over at WrestleMania next year. Because as you guys know, WrestleMania is going to take place over in Dallas, Texas, over at AT&T Stadium on April 2nd and April 3rd. And the main event is going to be looking forward to checking out that event when it happens. April April 2nd, which is on a Saturday, 
and April 3rd, which is on a Sunday. A weekend of WrestleMania, and the main event's going to be looking forward to checking that out. If there's a way for me to get there, I'll find a way to get there. But if not, I'll be at home just like everybody else to check out WrestleMania. No doubt, The Undertaker will definitely be in the Hall of Fame next year. Hopefully that happens. He'll be the, he'll be the star attraction. You, are, you already see that coming. So get a chance to listen to, um, if you've not heard my documentary, get an opportunity to look for Main Event Talk podcast. Look for Thank You Taker. You'll see each and every part. There's basically a 12-part episode talking about the career of The Undertaker from the beginning to end to all the theme songs to everything that he came out to from every single different persona of The Undertaker to The American Badass to Big Evil and everything and it's just amazing and <laughs> I I covered I pretty much covered everything and yes I took some from the WWE all right sue me if you can <laughs> Okay, guys, we've held this on long enough. Long enough. Here we go. Survivor Series of this year. Uh, This whole thing was sponsored by Red Notice, right? Red Notice is the movie that I believe it's out right now. You can check it out on Netflix featuring The Rock and everything. The big story was The Rock was supposed to have appeared at Survivor Series. And a lot of us thought that The Rock was going to show up. A lot of us did. You know, even I, because uh, I've, I've kept up with so many of the reports. Uh, I've heard that The Rock was coming uh, around July, and then all of a sudden plans had changed in September. Uh, plans had still changed in October, and then uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're all thinking he's going to show up at the Barclays Center. We're all thinking he's going to show up at Survivor Series. No, nah, he didn't show up at all. So, the kickoff show had started off. With champion versus champion, intercontinental champion, Shinsuke Nakamura going one-on-one against the United States champion, Damian Priest. This was uh, this was a big, big headliner. I love this match. Why this was a kickoff, I'll never know. Uh, honestly, they should have replaced this match with the 25-man battle royal. Honestly... Honestly, you put the 25-man battle royal in the kickoff show and I'll be better off. You know why? That battle royal sucked. You'll know about that later on. But this match was uh, was fantastic to watch. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, going head-to-head with Damian Priest, going back and forth. Boogs was basically distracting him with his guitar. And, 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 and this is one of these things that I find that I get a little bit hurt on when when Damian Priest decides to go ahead and takes a guitar and smash it over someone's head and oh man and that's a good guitar too so he goes ahead and not only smashes over the head of uh, Boogs he's also smashed over the head of Shinsuke Nakamura which led to a disqualification Shinsuke Nakamura wins his match at Survivor Series over the United States Champion Damian Priest that was kickoff show now after that. Uh, all of a sudden, an appearance by the chairman of the board of World Wrestling Entertainment, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, shows up. He shows up with his, ent- well, not his entourage, but everyone is just cheering, and they're all excited to see Mr. McMahon, and Mr. McMahon brings over a golden egg. I'm not kidding. A golden egg. 
He brings a golden egg to Survivor Series. And my first thought was, wait a minute, hold it, wait a minute. What the fuck is coming to my head right now? Oh, wait a minute. I've seen this before, but this is different. Okay, let's think about this. Vince McMahon has a golden egg in his fucking hands, right? I go back to 1990. I go back to a time when we saw a big, gigantic egg. You remember that big, giant gigantic egg, right? That egg that was right there with a bunch of question marks in the middle of it. We're all wondering, what is going to come out of the egg? We all thought The Undertaker was going to come out of the egg. Thank God that didn't happen. We all thought that a Playboy centerfold was coming out of there. That would have been fucking awesome. It would have been strange, but it was would have been fucking awesome. I was thinking maybe Optimus Prime could have came out of the egg. Yes! Or G.I. Joe could have come out of the egg. Or how about this? How about a pterodactyl? No, some stupid guy in a fucking turkey outfit named the Gobbledygooker comes out and entertain us, and we all admit he was okay. He was all right. He was fine. He was cuddly. He was someone you just want to take home. Yes, and when you take him home, all you got to do is beat the living shit out of him and throw him in the fucking oven. He's a fucking turkey. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Vince McMahon with this golden egg. We're going to follow along with this story about the golden egg in a moment. The first match of the night was the one that shocked me the most. Becky Lynch going one-on-one against Charlotte Flair. This shocked me because I, number one, this match should have been the main event as far as I'm concerned. To me, it should have been the main event of the night. But if if anything, it should have been the match in the middle, right? But it ended up being Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch in the very beginning of Survivor Series, right? And don't get me wrong, this match was good. This match was good from head to toe. I mean, these two women were fighting against each other. These two women were going head to head with each other. It was just incredible. It was incredible how this matchup went down. This was not like the previous few fights that they had before. This was such a this was such a different deal here where, you know, things got real personal. It, it kind of got personal at the end there. Um, I would have to say because, you know, when I looked at, you know, this match, you know, I mean, I've never, it, it was, it was like, uh, well, uh, well, I know that I know some people are going to ask me, well, what did you think of Becky's outfit? Here's the thing. Yes, Becky looked extremely hot in that, in that outfit she was wearing. She was a bit cheeky. A lot of people have pointed that out, but we're not. I'm not too. I'm not too focused on that. You tell that to Seth Rollins to see what the fuck he tells you. <laughs> but anyways, um, the match was. Um, it, it was extremely personal. It was as personal as it got. I knew what, what it was going to go down to, but all, the only question I had was: Okay, is this going to end up being a screw job finish, or is somebody going to beat somebody in this one? I kept thinking that. My first thought was, okay, Charlotte could win easily, maybe, because it's it's hard to really beat someone like Charlotte in the middle of the ring. Or Becky Lynch could easily, you know, win the match. Or some screwy finish should come along and, and, and decide on whatever, you know. So the end of the match, it ended up with, it looked like Charlotte Flair was about to use some dirty tactics. The referee caught her. And then Becky Lynch went ahead and used some dirty tactics, and the referee did not see it. One, two, three. Becky Lynch won the match. Basically, you know, 
taking uh, taking a page out of Charlotte's playbook. Charlotte was was not too was was like she wasn't too happy about it, but she knew like okay, you got me, you got me. You, you, just by the look on her face, you know, you could tell okay, she got me. She just walked off. She didn't get angry. She didn't yell at the referee. She didn't do anything crazy. She just walked off. And Becky Lynch, you know, had her had her head head held high throughout this entire night, but. What happened afterwards uh, was a bit different. Uh, I want to go ahead and play this uh, for you. This is a WWE Network exclusive. Um, this is uh, what Becky Lynch had to say right after the event was over. And uh, I'm going to see what you guys think about this. Becky, wow, what an epic match you just had against your former best friend, Charlotte Flair. Congratulations on the victory. Now, you went out there to have a match, but it looked like a straight-up fight. Is this the most emotional match you've ever been a part of? Yeah, um, even watching the video packages, I, I, I got a little bit emotional, you know, because... Um... You know, to see every every... See where we came from to where we are now. And the hatred there, you know, the hatred going out there. And it's just, it's, it's so sad, you know. Like that's somebody who I, I loved so much, who I trusted with my life, you know. And uh, who we, we've been through everything together. We nearly died in a car crash together. And, and just how much we despise each other now. And I just wanted to rip her apart out there. I wanted to rip her apart. And I, I, I didn't break her arm like I wanted to, like I set out to do. And I don't know if I'm happy or I'm sad about that, but I got the win. And now she knows she can't deny it. She can't deny it. I'm the better woman. And uh, that's how it ended up in the interview. Uh, and that was... Um I got, you know, and, and some people, and let, let's call it like we see it. Um, you can call it a work. You can call it however you want to see it. This was, um, it was pretty, it, it was, it was pretty good match. I'll say that. But it's also pretty sad how all this went down. And, and sometimes here's the thing, guys, I, I don't care what some of these mo modern day morons believe. I mean, look, if it's kayfabe, it's kayfabe. Okay. You could believe however you want to believe. But if if I see something that tells me this ain't a work, I mean, this is possibly for, you know, this is as real as it possibly gets, then it's real as it possibly gets. But if you don't take it seriously, okay, you don't take it seriously. Okay, fine, whatever. But your winner, Becky Lynch, beating Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay, the next matchup was the Men's Survivor Series match. And let me give you the teams right here. Team Raw consists of Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin, uh, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley with MVP. Taking on the team of Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus with Mad Cat Moss on their side. Uh, at the beginning of the match, Kevin Owens had started the match off, and then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens had just walked off. That's it. He just walked off for Team Raw, so he was the first person to be eliminated. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest of who got eliminated. I know that. Um, 
I uh, and and just to kind of I'm trying to put it in this order the way I remembered it here. So Kevin Owens was eliminated, right? Kevin Owens was eliminated, was out, and then you had, let's see, who else was in there? I think I was gonna say Finn Balor was eliminated, but no, he didn't get eliminated just yet. Uh, the next individual got eliminated was King. Ah, yes, it was King Woods. King Woods was also eliminated in the match. After King Woods was Happy Corbin. And then after Happy Corbin was... I think it was... Let's see. Uh, I, oh, okay, wait a minute. Now, now I remember. Uh, Bobby Lashley... Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre were both eliminated after that via disqualification. So it was uh so it was Finn Balor and Seth Rollins and Austin Theory that was left. Uh Sheamus and Jeff Hardy were the only ones left over. Let's see. Sheamus had broke kicked uh Finn Balor, eliminating Finn Balor, and then all that was left was Seth Rollins and Austin Theory. Against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Austin Theory had eliminated Sheamus. Which led to a two-on-one handicap match. And then Jeff Hardy had eliminated Austin Theory. So all that was left. The last two competitors were uh, Seth Rollins. And I believe it was Jeff Hardy going back and forth. Uh, the winner of that match was, I believe it was Seth Rollins. He won the match, um, took down Jeff Hardy at the end. So that was your winner of Survivor Series. So that's what went down. Okay, so Seth Rollins ended up being the winner of the Survivor Series team. So he ends up winning his team in the end. Seth Rollins, congratulations! You are the sole survivor. What does it take to make it to the end of a match like that and come out on top? Well, um, leadership takes incredible leadership, and that is something I was absolutely born to do, and that's lead. It's all I've done my entire life, and if I can be real with you here for a minute, Jeff Hardy was someone who I watched growing up. He was undoubtedly an inspiration for me to want to step into a WWE ring. And tonight, I just pinned his ass in the middle of the ring to become sole survivor. And you know what? I did it with nobody's help because KO walked out on me. Big Bob got himself counted out. My former disciple Theory, no good. Finn Balor, no good. I had to do it on my own. And it is a stark departure from what happened last year when I sacrificed myself for the greater good. The team that I sacrificed myself for, they proved that they couldn't get it together. They proved that they weren't leaders and they fell. But tonight, Kevin Owens tried to get one up on me and it didn't work. You know why? Because I'm a visionary. I'm a revolutionary. I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Now, if you don't mind, I got to go back to being Becky's husband. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to go back to being Becky's husband. Becky's husband or Becky's bitch? Never mind. (laughs) Let's not go that far. 
Uh, congratulations to Seth Rollins for winning it for Team Raw. That's what happened. That's how it goes. And we all know the rest of the whole damn story. Okay, now, the next matchup. Let's see if I look at here. Um, it was a 20... Yes, it was a 25-man battle royal. Uh, sponsored by Pizza Hut, by the way. I mentioned that this... Um, this battle royal absolutely sucked because you basically had 12, uh, 12 on 12 or 13 on 13 or whatever uh, of Raw and SmackDown. So this was, I said to myself, why wasn't this the kickoff show and re, you know and replaced with you know the champion versus champion match between Shinsuke Nakamura and and fucking you know uh, Damian Priest? I mean, why wasn't that? In the actual Survivor Series, as opposed to this match, when that match should have been in the kickoff show. But anyways, to let you know, and I had my I had my thoughts, and the first person that I picked was Omos. I picked Omos out of everyone because I knew right away that that dude was gonna throw every single. He eliminated by at least twelve individuals in that battle royal to win. He almost got some pizza from Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut. But the, the Street Profits, they, they actually came in with the pizza and gave it to Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves and everything, you know, just you know, and le- left Byron Saxon hanging. <laughs> that was funny. And then at the end, he wanted some pizza. They took the pizza. They threw pizza all over the fucking arena. You're wasting good pizza. I know some people are saying, Pizza Hut ain't good. Well, it's there. It's there. That's all you have to know. No one up reaches the hut. Omos wins and defeats Ricochet and everything else like that. And that's how it went down. Do I have... Do I? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can punch this in real quick. Let's get a quick comment from... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get a quick comment from Omos, if you will. Congratulations on winning the Battle Royale tonight. What did it take to finish that on it top? Didn't take anything. I mean, this guy threw him out one by one as easy as can be. This man cannot be beaten in any kind of rumble. I don't care where it's at, when it's at. This guy, he's going to win every rumble he's ever in. I guarantee it. I hope to God you are in the Royal Rumble. Oh, ho, ho. Wait, you know what that means? What does that mean? If you win the Royal Rumble, you get an opportunity for whichever championship, and I mean WWE championship, that you want. Universal, maybe? WWE championship, you choose. It doesn't matter. This man cannot be beaten. Bottom line. You know what? I'd go to Vegas if I were you. Bet on it. Yeah. That's all, folks. (laughs) That's all. And I tell you, uh, Omos being in the Omos being in the Royal Rumble next year, who that is a scary sight. And considering the fact that this dude has, there hasn't been anything done to this guy yet, and I'm curious about what's going to happen with him and everything else like that. But anyways, the next matchup. RK Bro going up against the Usos, champion versus champion, SmackDown tag team champions versus the Raw tag team champions. 
this was a good match. And my thought was, I thought the Usos were going to win. I really did. Because I thought that the experience was going to count and everything. But, and plus, and also, we, we also got to make mention the fact that Randy Orton, this is his 177th appearance on pay-per-view as of today. So, Randy Orton making the most pay-per-view appearances. As a matter of fact, there was a, a list of, I don't know how many people that were, um, that were, you know, there was John Cena's on the list, Edge was on there. Uh, I think Seth Rollins. There were there were several other. A uh, Hogan, Hogan's name was on there. So there were several appearances on there, the most pay per views. So Randy Orton, you know, made made history at Survivor Series. Not to mention the fact that Survivor Series has always been good to uh, to Randy Orton. Always been good to Randy Orton, no matter what. But uh, it ended up pretty good, you know, and everything else like that. Um, in the end, Randy Orton proved why he is the legend killer, why he is the apex predator, why he is the, you know, to me, one of the best, you know, he, he's really like the only wrestler that I give a shit about, him and Brock Lesnar. There, there's a couple of other superstars, when you think about it, there's some that, that I, like, like Roman Reigns, I like, Randy Orton, I like... You know, at Brock Lesnar, I like they're they're these badass wrestlers in WWE, and then you got these other ones that you're like, eh, kind of like the way everyone's been acting around the WWE and everything. But anyways, uh, RK Bro defeated the Usos on SmackDown. Uh, uh, defeated the Usos at Survivor Series. And um, kudos to Randy Orton and kudos to Riddle for defeating the Usos. That that's not an easy task, especially when you got the Usos, who are considered by many to be one of the greatest tag teams of all time. So big congratulations to Rated RKO, Rated RK Bro, if you will, for defeating the Usos at Survivor Series. RK Bro, congratulations tonight defeating the Usos, five-time tag team champions. What does that mean to you, Riddle? And and what does that say about RK Bro? Well, honestly, it means the world. I mean, the Usos are no joke. There are a couple stallions, and Uso does mean brother in Samoan. So it was like a mere match. But at the end of the day, they were no match for RK, bro. And Randy hit that sweet RKO out of nowhere. Unfortunately, I was under and got splashed. But hey, what are you going to do, Randy? You kind of you took one for the team there, didn't you, kid? I, I did. I called you kid. I heard that you don't like when people call you kid. Well, you know, Randy... You're not going to stretch me, are you? I'm not going to stretch you out of anybody in this locker room. You can definitely call me kid anytime, you got bro. my back? Always, hey, check bro. it out. The Uso, Sarah, long family history there. Kicking ass in the ring and taking names. Uh, my family, my father, my grandfather worked with his relatives. The Usos are about as real as it gets. I've never mixed it up with them in the ring before. Maybe dropped them when they were debuting 15 years ago, but I was very impressed with the Usos tonight. I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to do it again and maybe put these bad boys on the line and maybe we take those titles from them, consolidate the tag team titles. We could rough, rough pass. Rough, rough pass. I think it's about time to take a... Let's go hit the dusty trail, bro. Street Profits are dressing. Is it that way or that way? 
that one. But gentlemen, before you go celebrate, oh. I, I need to talk about career history. Randy, we have to bring this up. Tonight, you broke the record for the most pay-per-view matches in WWE history. I'm about to break the record. What is Longest interview ever. Stammering on and on. No, t t today's pretty special. And, uh, you know, uh, we're in Brooklyn. My youngest daughter's uh, name is Brooklyn. She turns five tomorrow. She was sitting front row with my wife. My wife is from Brooklyn. Very cool to be here in Brooklyn. But I got to admit, Brooklyn, New York, why you got to give me so much how come every time I come here, you gotta give me so much crap? I don't understand. But listen, I love you anyway. It was fun. It was a pleasure. And I hope to one day come back here and entertain everybody. And who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, I'll still be doing it, setting records like I am now. <laughs> I think I, I think I know what Randy was talking about right there. But big congratulations over to Randy Orton for uh, setting the record and everything else like that. Like I said, 177 pay-per-view appearances. That was uh, amazing for Randy Orton to uh, pull off and everything. Big congratulations to go out to Randy Orton. Big congratulations to go out to Rated RK Bro for defeating the Usos and everything. The next one was the women's match, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Uh, Team Raw consists of Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and... Queen Zelina and Team SmackDown consists of Sasha Banks, um, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Let's see. I think the first elimination, I was trying to remember, and I'm trying to put this in perspective here. I think the first elimination was... Carm As a matter of fact, I think it was Carmella. Carmella was eliminated at the hands of Tony Storm. Uh, the next elimination was Liv Morgan. The second elimination was... A th uh, the second elimination was... I think it was Queen Zelina, I think. And then after those three, uh, Tony Storm got eliminated. And then they eliminated Rhea Ripley. So Bianca Belair was left. It was... Uh, Bianca Belair against Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and Natalia, and those were the only women that were left. Natalia got eliminated first, and then after that, uh, there was some sort of, uh, I guess, a confrontation. No, actually, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Uh, Sasha Banks had some sort of confrontation and everything else like that, and Sasha ended up getting counted out, so it was left to these three. Then... Natalia got eliminated. Then Sasha got eliminated. Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, I'm sorry, got eliminated at the hands of Bianca Belair. And then it was left to Shotzi and Bianca Belair. Shotzi got eliminated. Bianca Belair wins for Team Raw. She wins uh, Survivor Series team and everything else like that. And that's how it went down. Okay, uh, there was one thing I wanted to show if I can find it, let me see if it's here or not. I don't think it is, but just in case it's not, because no, I don't see it. I, I see a couple of ridiculous things, including a golden egg from Vince McMahon, which I don't want to get into. Don't give a shit about and everything. <laughs> Okay, but anyways, uh, the next matchup, and we're going to get to the final matchup here. Uh, I was hoping to talk a little bit more about the... Um, 
I was hoping to talk a little bit about what was going to take place in Survivor Series. I may talk about that in just a moment here. But uh, the last matchup, Roman Reigns versus Big E. I'll go right straight to the point, guys. Big E put a tremendous, tremendous match against Roman Reigns. Did all he could. But at the end, Roman Reigns, he's still the Tribal Chief. He's still undefeated. Well, he was sort of undefeated, but he's still undefeated. Defeating Big E at Survivor Series... What a match. It was great. Dig what it was and everything. Um, I only wish that Survivor Series would have been a whole lot better if there was an appearance by The Rock, but that didn't happen. So we'll talk about that in just a moment here. Another Superman punch. Big E showed up ready for war. This is a grueling battle. And a spear. Era of power. Roman Reigns Supreme continues. This Friday, what's next for the tribal chief? I put in the hard work, I earn the respect. Acknowledge me! And who will be brave enough to step up to Roman Reigns now? Friday Night SmackDown, live this Friday, 8 7 Central, only on Fox. Be sure to check out Fox on Black. Friday. That's when it's going to take place. A lot is going to be happening on Thanksgiving weekend. As a matter of fact, of course, we got AEW Dynamite taking place tomorrow. NXT is probably happening right now as we speak. We know that uh, Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving Eve is tomorrow. Thanksgiving Day is on Thursday. Of course, we're going to be checking out a lot of football, eating a lot of turkey and everything. And I'm going to be checking out a lot of wrestling. You know how that shit goes. And then, of course, we got Friday Night SmackDown happening uh, this coming Friday and everything. Now, just to give you a little quick programming note and just get this out of the way. Uh, we are not going to do an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast this week. As a matter of fact, we are scheduled to return on December 2nd. That is when the main event talk returns. We're going to be taking some time off and everything and get ourselves ready for a couple of a couple of events that are going to be happening. One is going to be NXT's War Games. It should be called NXT TakeOver War Games, but that's a discussion for another day. And I believe the NWA has a pay-per-view coming up called Hard Times. I think that's going to be coming up real, real uh, soon. I don't think it's real soon, I think, as a matter of fact, but we know that that pay-per-view is going to be coming up on uh, on pay-per-view, so the main event is definitely going to be looking forward to checking that out and so much more. Now, a couple of other things we need to talk about before we go ahead and leave here, uh, because we're almost going to be done here in just a moment. Um, we wanted to talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Now, what happened on Raw this past Monday night uh, took place over Brooklyn and everything. Now, uh, a couple things we we need to discuss here. Uh, The mysterious egg that was there was there and then it was taken, right? It was there, then it was taken, right? And then all of a sudden, Mr. McMahon wants everyone to reappear over on Monday Night Raw. All SmackDown and Raw superstars must appear on Raw the next night. So all of a sudden, the next night comes along. Mr. McMahon is still looking for his egg. We're all thinking The Rock's going to show up. The Rock didn't show up for either of those nights. The egg reappears before everybody, right? And who gives? Who was the one that stole the egg? It was Austin Theory who stole the egg. Now, 
Austin Theory stole the egg, and now he gets an opportunity at the WWE Championship against Big E, which I kind of find that to be extremely ridiculous there. But hey, they got to find some stupid storyline to start with, right? Now, there was also one thing I want to discuss, and that was the fact that uh, something happened in the middle of a of a promo that took place uh, on Monday night. Uh, Seth Rollins uh, was in the ring. He was supposed to go one-on-one against Finn Balor, right? As the match started, Finn Balor got attacked by Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins was beating the hell out of uh, Finn Balor. Match didn't even start at all for any reason whatsoever. And then before you know it now, there's this one part, and this is going to be discussed all over social media. You'll probably see it. Uh, Some fan got completely hysterical, and... um, I saw an angle when I was watching this on Monday Night Raw where all of a sudden there was this fan, right, that apparently had jumped the rail on one side, right? And uh, now this is what I saw on the television screen. Now, Finn Balor was being beaten beaten right there in the middle of the ring, right? And then all of a sudden there's this, there's this one angle where Seth Rollins is leaving the ring, right? Finn Balor, they show another camera angle where Seth Rollins, he's leaving... Finn Balor, another camera angle goes there, and then all of a sudden another camera angle comes in where Seth Rollins is coming, and then here comes a fan who just bum rushed Seth Rollins, and then referee security and everybody was picking up this guy, and basically you know got his hands off, and I think he got a, I think he got a bruised lip from the fan and stuff, and you know how, when are the fans gonna learn to quit jumping the fucking rail? This dude, and you know what else? You know what else happened? Okay, there was a couple of other incidents. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way before we end the show. One was that this guy, you know, they escorted the guy climb, climbing up the uh, the stairs, right, with the with the security. As he's coming up, all of a sudden, there's this one guy high-fiving him just like that. I'm like, really, dude? Really? You're going to high-five this fucking idiot that decides to come in and jump Seth Rollins in the middle of a fucking match? In the middle of a segment and everything. Are you fucking stupid? Come on, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then, there was another part where... um, And this was also seen... I think right after Raw was uh, off the air. I think there was some sort of a lumberjack match. And I think there was this one where... I saw MVP. And and I think there was uh, Sami Zayn. Who was, uh, I guess, getting, getting confrontational with a fan. And the fan was getting confrontational back. And security, I think, had pulled him. I think they showed a camera of that uh, somewhere. So they, uh, there, there was a lot of uh, stuff that happened, a lot of stuff that took place over on Monday Night Raw. Now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to do one more episode on Thanksgiving Eve, you know, just to report on the situation that I just talked about and everything. And plus, there's going to be some more news in regards to what's going to be taking place on Thanksgiving. So just to promise that to all of you, just to get everybody rolling. So guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I'm going to be doing one more episode tomorrow just to give you an update on what's going on over there. And then after that, I'm going to be done. And then the Main Event will return on December 2nd. We're going to do some more episodes of the Main Event Talk Podcast talking about NXT TakeOver War Games. And we're also going to talk about NWA Hard Times 2. 
live on pay-per-view as it takes place. Follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. We are still working on trying to rebuild the main event talk podcast as much, well, the main event talk Facebook page as much as we can. Hopefully, when the time is right, we can when we can finally get the Facebook page up and running. I'll let you guys know and everything else like that. And if you want a friend request me, proceed at your own fucking risk. That's all I can tell you about that. And also, big congratulations go out to John Luna, the best drummer on the planet and the best wife on the planet, Mix, who are having a baby boy that was just announced on, I believe it was announced on the day of Survivor Series. So, big congratulations to... Uh, to Mickey and big congratulations to John Luna and John Luna you know what this means you're gonna have to go ahead and set yourself up another drum set or another guitar or 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 a sax or something you know for for your son or for your boy however it goes <laughs> but anyways congratulations to you guys and of course thank you for listening to this episode of the main event talk podcast thank you for listening Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays to everybody, and I'll see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said.